folks, welcome back to Squeeze and Booze. This will be episode 20. This is a part two with our special guest, Brandon, our little cousin, Brandon Medell. Uh, we left off when you are telling us an interesting story of how one of your earlier times drinking with the cousins or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, well, one day, I will say we were like 16, yeah. like me and Gabby. Uh, and I knew there was something going on because my mom and Mona were like, hey, yeah, let's get him a bottle. <laughs> we're planning on just buying some beer. And then... I fucked up by, you know, going with Kurt with grape, because I know yeah, that's Gabby's flavor at the time. She always loved, like, Arizona. It's like in high school. Like, uh-huh. like grape, grape. grape Arizona. She had to have Grape Arizona when she got out of school. Yeah. So I was like, you know, all right, fuck it. Let's get a Grape UV. So me and her, we would grab a bottle. Like, they buy it for us. And we go back to their pad, and uh, we start taking shots. Yeah. And while they're drinking their beer, they're just looking at us. They already knew what was going to happen. Like, they're not going to know. Because when you're young, you're not drinking. Of course, you, yeah. You, you don't know what your, what your tolerance is. So you're like, all right, all right, shot. Ah, oh, damn, nothing. Boom, another shot. Damn, nothing. Do you, do you, are you expecting to find like an instant buzz or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. In my head, I'm thinking like, all right, you know, after I take a shot, you know, just like a drug. You take a hit, boom, I'm, I'm feeling it. So you've already done like uh, like weed by this point, or yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, you're 16. And what was that one? <laughs> I think when we were kids, or I mean, I was like 10, 11, but we used to do the. Uh, <laughs> or the can, the gas, the can bottle. Oh yeah, the wizard. Wiz. Wizard. Oh man. We used to do that, and I remember that was an instant buzz. Do you remember doing that? Anything like that? Nah. Like airsoft. Mm-hmm. Oh, like CC cans. Like, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. I remember being in this guy's room, and his room was all blacked out, and all glow in the dark. Bullshit. Oh yeah, the black light stuff. Yeah, and I remember taking a hit, and then just staring at your poster for like five, six minutes, <laughs> <laughs> shit like that. That was obviously with the cousins. Same cousins, by the way, getting Brandon drunk, right? Mono Negro Tito. Hey, yeah. Actually, the first time I ever done weed was actually in your house. First time I did it was I was eleven and it was with my cousin Denise and it was in the alley up the street from my house. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because um I remember uh yeah had one of our backyard gigs, or what was well no, it was in you? your house like yeah sleeping. but what I'm saying one of our grab or was just people kicking it. No, we were sleeping over your house. Oh okay. We sleeping over with me, Vlad, Gab, Becky, Samantha. Okay. We were sleeping over your house and I remember Yaid had gave. Glad like a little nug, a little nug, and we all like took a little hit on your side, your window, and then knowing that Becky's, Becky Samantha's room was like right next to your parents. Yeah. So we're like, all right, out the window, and I remember he didn't do shit to us because it was probably some like some garbage ass. How old are you guys? Probably fourteen. Okay. Fourteen, but anyways, back to the story. So uh, we bought that bottle, and I remember I was taking this back in the days when MySpace was popping. So I was like taking shots, and we we're taking double shots because they were like the, t- the tall glasses. Yeah. And. I remember I was like taking shots and Gab was taking shots and I know I drank more than her but she she, she thinks she drank more but I know I drank more than her because <laughs> I kept going back and forth and like shot yeah. and I go back on my speed read my comments and like alright now I don't feel shit go back take another one mm, disgusting make, make, make another one boom to the point where we, we finished the bottle damn we so fin- you, just between you two? just me and her we finished the whole bottle of UV that glass one yeah oh, and yeah it was so Next thing you know, we're spinning. I'm like, all right. And then I got to the point where, like, I remember I was on the computer. I'm like, all right, I'm good. I feel I'm good. I hear it. I can't get any worse than this. But because, you know, it takes time for each shot to kick in. Yeah. So, it's about five to ten minutes. I timed it out. It's about yeah. five to ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Three, three shots time. kick uh-huh. in. So, like, I was like, oh, fuck, dude. Like, I just took three more shots right when it kicked in. And I like, I just took another three shots. So, it's going to hit, like, in, in burn afterburners. Yeah. Boom, like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> keep this in mind. These are all double shots. Yeah. So the long shot glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember I went outside and like, I need some fresh air, and then they're all following us. They're recording us the whole time. They're recording <laughs> us because they knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> and then you hear Rosie like they hear they said they heard a thump. It was just, and I remember I was like, I just want to lay down. And 
And I, in my head, I'm thinking I'm just I'm just going down slowly, laying down. But Rosie said she heard a thump, like boom, like oh shit. So they ran for me. They put me right there. And I shit you not, like right after I fucking sat, I was sitting on the curb, and Gab was sitting right there by the door in a chair. She's just throwing a fucking cheeseburger all over her forearm, like just just throwing up bad. And I'm like, awesome. I'm throwing up right there between my legs, just like sitting on the curb. And then literally the next couple days. <laughs> I already thought I already think I had alcohol poison because I could not eat. I mean I'm sure you did yeah I, 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 was your shit black probably yeah, I mean I don't know like I, I just trust me I know <laughs> I, I know I had alcohol poison because the next couple of days like I didn't, probably a week uh, I wasn't feeling good like I, yeah. I couldn't eat like I was still having like acid like that was horrible dude was this one of those I'm never drinking again please yeah yeah dude I, yeah. <laughs> I was like man fuck drinking and then next thing you know I'm drinking a four local the following weekend but you know, yeah you have to work your way up. You gotta pay your dues whether you want to or not. If you like, you know, really want to be like a drinker, drinker. I never got my blackouts didn't happen till after I was twenty one. Because anything mm. before then, I was fine. Because I never drank more than right. You know, whatever reason, I never drank. You know, whatever. But I remember the first time, the first time I blacked out. No, I'm sorry. This wasn't the first. I did <laughs> black out my school. I remember. But no, but the first one I remember where I shit myself. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I was, uh, just came back from Iraq. Mm-hmm. I came back in Iraq in like April of 05. No, no, I'm sorry. April of 06. And my birthday was in May. May of 06. And it was my 21st birthday. And I went out with, uh, some of, uh, Jackie's coworkers at the time. Uh-huh. And it was one of those places where her boss was cool shit and it was open bar. And because it was like a work party. Oh, you told me. Downtown Long Beach. Yes. Yeah. What was it called? Um, V2O, I think. V2O, yeah. Because I remember I've been to that spot before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before it closed it down. Yeah, before, it was a cool spot. Really, it was. Really cool. It really cool was. Down there. And I remember, like, it was one of those things where I was like, what, open bar? Cool. And I thought I could drink like I did, could before. But keep in mind, I haven't had much alcohol right. in almost a year, you know? Lost your metal. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I would order two drinks. And then I'd tell the waitress, two more, please. So I downed one and sipped the other one until she came back with the other two. And that's how it went. And then I remember, like, not much, actually. <laughs> but I remember, like, stumbling around. And I remember Jackie, well, Jackie telling me most of the story. But I remember her, like, walking us walking us to the, walking us to our car. And I'm literally leaning on her. And I'm a, a lot bigger than her. And she's saying that, like, cops were looking at us. Like, oh, my God. Like, they're just almost like vultures waiting for me to pass oh, out. Oh, right, so right, they right, Just right. take me away. And she's literally trying to, like, oh, take me to the car. Props to her. But what happened? What like, like um, we go to the back of to our my old place on on seventieth, and I guess as soon as she opens the passenger, you know, drives us home. As soon as she opens the passenger side door, I fall out on the grass, and I guess I was too heavy to uh, like take in the house. Mm-hmm. So she goes inside. She said she she went inside to go change from her heels and her dress, whatever, to put on some regular night clothes. And she was going to come back to get me, but I guess, like, she fell asleep, too, because she was pretty drunk, too. So she fell asleep and passed out. And, you know, next thing so next thing you know, I'm waking up in the morning. Like, <laughs> fucking, so the sun's beating on my face. I'm in the middle of the fucking, I don't know how many people I've walked by. It's, like, it's early. It's, like, 637. But it's not early enough where nobody's, I'm sure somebody's walking yeah, by to see me. Yeah, some morning run or something. Yeah. And I get to the house, I'm like, oh, shit. And then, like, sure enough, I shit myself. And I'm like, oh, and, man. like, keep in mind, no one's in the house. I think Jackie went to work or something like that. So I just go, uh, first of all, I throw away all my clothes. <laughs> and then I take the bag out. And then I go into the shower. And I'm like, uh, remember that scene in Pet Detective where he kisses a girl? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 
So he's like in a fetal position, like with a shower on, and he's like, <laughs> "That's all I." <laughs> that's how I am in the shower like oh because I felt so shitty like literally and, and figuratively oh, right, but right. like I, I just oh man easily the worst hangover I've ever had in my life and I was just like oh. I think we've all been there honestly I have not felt that way since high school is the last time I felt that way like I, I'm a grown man why am I getting hangovers still you know like or at least this bad I shouldn't mm-hmm. be I shouldn't be like that I haven't felt that way since the band days when we used to you know play in the band back um. in high school days and it was just one of those, like, uh, I felt like Axl Rose in the Don't Cry video where his hands are shaking. He's like, uh. <laughs> How's your tolerance now? Oh, I haven't had a hangover in years, man. No, but I'm saying, like, when you get to that point, like, can your body take it or is it, like, worse? And... I, I, yeah, I drink a lot of shitload and I'm still good. No, because, yeah. like, right now, for me, I see it as, like, I can't drink like I used to. So, it's, it's, so for me, it's not like that. I know some people, the older you get, the less tolerance you have. Uh, it's a river, so it's, still, it's the opposite. Yeah, you know what? Liver's still going strong. Do you, do you drink often? Uh, yeah, every day. Yes, yeah. yes. For me, like I don't drink often. Well, that's what you got to do. You got to live up to the. You got to work your way up. Want me to help you? I'll help you. <laughs> All right. That's what family does. Yeah, yeah. Bottoms up, it is. Bottoms up. Bottoms oh, up. That's a funny story, though. Do you remember how old you when you first started drinking or anything like that? Uh, I remember the first time I ever. Well, I want to say I started drinking because it was just uh, I just happened to drink something I didn't know what it is. Right, right. But I'm I was saying like, like like getting drunk or going out with your friends. Oh, okay. Remember the first time that anything happened, like or with the cousins or anything like that. Uh, it was in high school. I don't remember what specific age. I just remember it was a thing where uh, one of my friends on my bus, uh, like he would bring um, he would raid his dad's uh, tequila stash. Nice. Like he'd just bring in like a empty water bottle, just like fill it up with some tequila. Bring it on the school bus, and we were always like, I don't know, our bus driver was just like that. Anyway, he was Chris like, Farley. <laughs> oh, I imagine. Speaking of, we <laughs> gotta talk about the documentary. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it, man. Oh, okay, okay, never mind, we'll, never mind. we'll touch on it. Yeah, though. yeah. But anyway, um, when we finally got to school, we like run down to the gym, get a squirt, fucking like mix it all together, just yeah. like down it, take turns down it, <laughs> and just go to first period before we're like late, late, you know? Yeah. I just remember just being, you know, just like sitting there. Just like I remember this one time a friend of mine she was sitting next to me. Freak. Like no, like uh I don't think we had the same first period together. It was just uh it was just me. But you know, like I just remember like hearing the sniffs. I didn't think anything of it, like oh how's she gonna know? Like right. I was a kid, I didn't know any better, you know? Yeah. It's like something smells like alcohol. <laughs> and I was just like, like yeah, I didn't, you're right. I, I didn't ign- acknowledge it or anything. I would just kind of like try to blend in with the crowd. Like, what alcohol? What is that? <laughs> you know. But then started like, were you drinking? It's like, Shh. like teachers like right there. You know what I mean? Right, right. It, it was pos- probably like a like a silent reading thing. We were just like supposed to be reading a chapter. So yeah, it was all quiet. That's why I was able to hear everything. It was all audible. Maybe it was just because of the alcohol. Who knows? But. Uh, but it was a, <laughs> that was like, you know, I guess like the first time where it was like a thing. Yeah. Like it wasn't like every day, of course, you know, just like but, here But and it's there. still enough to be a memory. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, we did that a couple of times. It was good times, man. It's weird because like I said, like I was 11, first time I smoked weed and then I was really 14 for me. The first time I was getting like drinking a drink, you know, mm. going to get drunk or whatever. But I remember, no, I'm not remember. I mean, it terrifies the shit out of me because like, Gwen is 10 right now. Mm. But I can't, you know, like one more year and she's going to be right where I was. But I can't even 
found like the friends that she hangs around with school, even even knowing about. It's more like that whole Adam Sandler, Big Daddy, Rumpelstiltskin, you know? Oh like, yeah, you, you like a little rum in that, yeah. you know? And then you're like, what's, what's rum? Rumpelstiltskin, you know? That's how her friends are mostly right now, and it's like. And even like the cousins she hangs with, uh, most of or you know very few because there's not too many her age. Obviously, right, they have right. kids really young, but the the very few that are around that age group, they're, they they don't even know. They just know it from pop culture references as right. far as like what a drug is or what alcohol is. It's not really a factor how it was in our youth mm-hmm. when it was one of those things where like oh yeah 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 we yeah you want some I got some I can I get some. be cool too. You Who know? the fuck like how, I I don't even know I can't even fathom how our generation was so part of that world where drugs are just so relevant. Uh, it was that world of like were ravers and groovers and people that would go to where right. this shit was just calm, you know, like go, you know, it was like oh, remember the movie go? go? Yeah, absolutely, it's that Definitely. aspect. And I remember like where it was just so prevalent. It's, it was like every other weekend someone was having like a rave somewhere, you know, and and drugs and weed and alcohol were were, were a very very common thing. It's just it, that, I mean, is that still going on with our youth today? Because I don't think so, right? I mean, I think like since the nineties specifically, yeah. like it it's a. Uh, it had already gained that notoriety where because mm-hmm. i saw this thing about um i forgot what the guy's name but the, pretty much like the guy that brought like raving like, yeah. to the mainstream and just how like in the 80s specifically drugs were like so like it was like such a thing it Rabbit, wasn't like yeah. the way it is like now in the sense where it was uh i don't know if it was like a like a cultural thing or it just depends on who you hung out with mm-hmm. where like by the 90s, you know, like, everything kind of had, you know, like, this kind of, like, bad context. Like, no, you can't do that, you know. There yeah. were, like, laws and things against Post it. Post-Nancy Reagan type shit, yeah. You know, but Everybody like, had a drug. Every episode had a dr- anti-drug episode. You know, every... Of, of right. Any, yeah, I get you. It was that in the culture. You know, but, like, in the 80s where it's, like, you know, cocaine popping up and ecstasy Party. and all these yeah. things. Like, it was just, like, the thing to do, even though it hadn't really, like, gained that that mainstream notoriety yeah of od and the bad the bad the bad stuff hasn't come along with uh it, yeah. less than zero robert Downey. yeah Peter, absolutely that, that kind yeah. Of thing, you know yeah. but like, after it became a thing it's like okay now we're gonna have all these laws against it and it's you know frowned upon of course by the 90s it was like that even though it was still there but it wasn't you know i guess it wasn't uh like where you know you could still you know you still had your hookups and then like maybe because there weren't any laws against it it wasn't you know just like too much of an issue yeah so it became an issue it's like okay we got to do something about this and you know uh i think it was just like viewed differently but uh you know how you were uh mentioning you just like ravers and you know yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah you know like man like i remember in high school like a whole bunch of my friends like that was like what they would do every single weekend Weekend, yeah every single weekend the way like you know like we would go to like bars like you know every friday saturday night whatever like they would just rave constantly and it's this thing where you're not getting home till six seven in the morning that's crazy it's crazy like we're in high school like that like thinking about it it trips me out even to this day right right you know the way that they got away with it but i mean uh, i guess whatever their situation was they were just able to do it but i mean they were you know you know, doing you know acid. Yeah, ecstasy, the whole, the whole stuff, nine. Like, yeah, was that still a big thing when you were? Yeah, I was still trying to get it. Yes, you guys. You're about halfway through that generation. You're five <laughs> years ago. Yeah. Yeah, like when we started raving and all that, we we're like 15, 16. We're, we're about skating. that age when I started. We skate, yeah. and then later on, we like, all right, what, what uh house party you're going to? What uh, warehouse party you're going to? Like, where, where the DJ's playing at, and like we're gonna be there. Like, all right, who's who's taking us there? Who's picking us up? Like, you know, what's funny thing is that it'll be our parents. Uh huh. Oh, really? Like, they'll, they'll be cool about it. That's your mom. That's not mine. <laughs> no, nah, nah, like, no, nah, even Blads. Like, like Blads' dad will come pick us up at like, two in the morning. Like, we'll be at like, like, well, like, somewhere in Compton. Uh huh. And like, my, my mom will drop us off, and then maybe or his dad will pick us up or vice versa, whatever. 
But though it's like as long as we're together, like, it's all good. But I mean, I, I to this day I'd be like, man, how the hell did they let us be out like that? That's crazy, man. And it'll be funny though because we'll get like I will get like a twenty dollar allowance every week. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, I can only spend ten di- ten bucks. Either I have a sick ass Friday night or a sick ass sun- uh, Saturday night. Oh, gotcha. And I'll spend ten bucks each night if I have to. But if we're only gonna do one night, then I'll be like, all right, I'm buying one one drink, my entrance, and buying us a round of balloons. <laughs> and that'll be the Nas. The balloon thing always made me laugh. Like <laughs> that, I was. Maybe like 22, but when I saw someone balloon, I'm like, curl the fuck up, man. Have a shot. Like, chill the fuck out with this stupid-ass balloon. That was one thing. You know, I used to throw all these, you know, not raves, but backyard gigs. Right, and right, that, right, And right. it was it was Project X-Style, you know, some of them. I remember, I remember somebody that. showed up. I think one of you or Blondie's friends showed up with, like, the, the can and a balloon or whatever. No, the tank. I remember the that. The tank. And I remember somebody told Jackie. Keep in mind, Jackie's my wife. And, you know, she's, she, she's you know, the owner of the house with me. And, she, and somebody asked her, like, Oh, how old are you? Are you sure you're allowed to be here? And she's like, "What? Get the fuck out of my house!" <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Get out of here!" That. Someone that told her like, "Oh, are you? Sh- no, no, this isn't for you." Like, this isn't my house, bitch. Like, Get out yeah, of yeah, yeah. But it was one of those things. No, but you know what? That what you were talking about, like parents picking you up. Never a fucker had that at all. It's it, unless it was my friend's parents, because yeah. like I remember I used to have uh, my friend Hyman fr- uh, from church, and I used to spend the night at his house, and we would sometimes. Do, I would be coming home at 6, 7 in the morning sometimes the next day, shit like that. Uh-huh. And it was the only other, it was the only time we are like, oh, okay, we're going to, what would you tell your parents? Like, oh, I'm going to go spend the night either A, at Loaf's house, or uh, which is a little difficult because they had, our parents had his numbers. That's true. So it was a little harder. But at the same time, you know, like, oh, you tell your, you know, you're going to your house and then we're at Negro Tito's house and we're all spending the night somewhere else's house, you know. So we, we try, you try to out trick them. Or like I said, you're going to your friend's house spend the night, but you're really going to a club or a rave or a bar, or not a bar, obviously, but yeah, like, right. like yeah, exactly, a house party or something. Yeah, you have to coordinate, man. Yeah, man, it was that thing, but it was I was never expecting a ride from somebody, you know, dropping. It was somebody's older brother, or older sister. That's crazy to me that 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 your mom or buddy's mom was picking you up the next day from somewhere, you know? Yeah, dude, it'd be like two, three in the morning, but like in the times where we couldn't get a hold of them, uh, we had to like walk or. You know, even Tito picked us up a few times. That's what I'm saying. It was yeah, a whole somebody yeah. yeah. Tito would be cool by and come pick us up. But um, yeah, I do like knowing knowing that. That being said, did you guys have it like that too? Like, I feel like it's a phase for kids. Every like, at first I'm thinking like, you know how things are like a a phase for certain generations. Like, oh, right now, like Electro's in and then later. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like for example, like style. Like back in the days when we were younger. 3X tall shirts with the shit and then next thing you know that's fucking gay now you want to wear a small ass shirt something tight yeah yeah something tight and then like for example like that techno was always like a like a, a weird like foggy place for me because I know my mom she loved techno oh movies. yeah I remember because your mom you you guys used to live with us uh, for a little point when I was yeah. a kid and yeah, I remember the Mortal Kombat soundtrack is the first thing. The, the first thing I remember when I think of same, your mom, same. The yeah. Mortal Kombat soundtrack. Yeah. I love those soundtracks. To and this it was day. cool. And our, but yeah, techno was a big thing back then. But I think it all it, it's all evolves. But it's still the same kind of music because even now, fucking what is it called? The like dubstep in or even fucking yeah. like like uh, uh, DJs like Skrillex. They're really just modern day versions of what techno of uh, DJ DJ Quick not DJ Quick. Uh, DJ Irene was back in the day. Even Moby back in the day. Was, uh, Fatboy Slim was back in the day. They're re- Daphne, yeah, they're really just evolved versions of that. You know, yeah. that, that in my like opinion, it's gener- yeah. I, I get you. Because yeah. I, I listen to, like, you know, I'm thinking of all, like, the electronica that I used to listen to in the 90s. Which, by, like, I don't know if I'm just being biased because I grew up with it. Yeah. Like, whatever they got nowadays does not compare. Maybe a couple of people yeah. that are actually, like, fucking awesome. But uh, in the majority, I'll, I'll say, like, no, nah, they don't compare another, to the... It's another side of the same coin to me. It, it, it evolved... 
It's just an evolved version of what that would, you know, that kind of music kept going and it became this, you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. So it, it's like, to me, it's just the Drake version of what Nas was, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> That's <laughs> how I feel about that, th- those, that kind of music. You know what, techno is crazy how, like, so many people go to EDC, so many people go to these uh, 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 rave festivals and stuff like that. Yeah. You do not hear someone bumping some techno music. Like driving down the street. No, and you like, did it. Back then, you did. <laughs> like, like right now, it's like it's like a like a hidden secret for them. Like, hey, I want you to know I like techno, but you know. I no, well, you know what? That's funny you bring that up. Please speak up louder into the mic, though. Hundred oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> percent. Like, no, but you know, it's funny you bring that up because uh, I was think I was talking about. No, I was talking about nothing. Uh, I was listening to a podcast on um, This American Life on uh, Radio Lab. I don't know if you guys hear that one. It's like NPR shit. Okay, but. They were talking about ayahuasca ceremonies. Are you familiar oh, with ayahuasca? Nice. No, yeah, you are. Ayahuasca yeah. is like, it's like a, a version of DMT. You know, the shit that makes you trip, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah, you yeah. hallucinate. And all the tribes, the way they do it, they do it with a, like a music in the background, like a like a um, some kind of like drums bumping or a, even like a hymn. Mm-hmm. It's all kind of like uh, meditation-wise. And it's supposed to like trigger... Damn, what was it? Um, they get in touch with your spirit animal, something. The the waves are called something. I want to say gamma waves and theta waves specifically. Gamma? Gamma waves and theta waves, like the way your the, the sound patterns the, that trigger in your sound. Like I'm sure you can look on YouTube now, and you either type in gamma waves or theta waves, and there's like a like a almost like a meditation bump that hits a s- certain part in your cerebro. Okay. Yeah, like shit like that, and they do it with it because they say that that is just as much a part of the experience as the actual hallucinogen, mm-hmm. because everything triggers something. And I was oh. thinking about like how th- I, there's got to be because it sounds it's too similar to like you know like like dubstep or uh, just electronica back in the day or anything with with that heavy bass but electrical where it's con- uh, repetitive and continuous mm-hmm. there's got to be something synonymous with that kind of music that hits with the meditation music that hits while you're tripping on acid or weed or whatever kind of hallucinogen you're on and uh that it, it goes hand in hand because yeah i don't see myself at work <laughs> listening to the th- i don't i don't listen to music at all i don't mm-hmm. listen to any kind of music at all or uh, that that kind of electronica or even new or old version and I don't think I could listen to it while I'm at the gym or at work or, you know, bumping, you know, through the street. But if I was on drugs or if I was on weed or not oh, not weed, but like an edible or if I took a mushroom, Somali, or something. Somali something like that, I could see myself like, oh, getting lost in the music, like doom, doom, it hit over and over your head, like a triggering, <laughs> triggering something, Party you know, in yeah. the same way that if you're on ayahuasca, like those meditation vibes or that, that kind of sound will trigger something. Hmm. So I think there's something, to, there's something like um, tribal, you know, in that kind of, with that kind of music hitting with a specific like uh, drug that you're taking, right? You know? Right. There's so that's why it, basically kind of like a mood. Like. It, it turns your it, it it enhances an experience. Yeah. That's it touches on all the right things. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it definitely it, takes. I, it with I, it. I feel like electro music. It, it gets you pumped up like on the way to a party or whatever, or, or maybe even at, in at the gym. Like I even sober at the gym. Yeah, being sober. Like even okay, at, well let's say the gym, but you know, I, I, but pers- working out causes pers- endorphins, which changes your brain pattern. So that maybe maybe that's a factor. You know, working out causes endorphins. Yeah, dude. You didn't know that? No. Yeah. So is that bad for you or? No, endorphins are like kind of they're euphoric. Like good, you know, they're euphoric. Pretty they, feelings. They make you feel you good. Yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, person like me, oh like I, I do yeah. like electro music. I do. Yeah. But I don't see myself bumping that shit loud. Mm-hmm. Or at church, street. especially where I live, man. It's much, I live like where a bunch of black people. You know, they, they expect to hear some of that. Where do you live around here? Where do you uh, live? North Point Apartments. Oh, okay. It's like it's kind of like an upscale projects. 
Oh, is it? Yeah. So. <laughs> is that what you like to call them? Upscale apartments? Yeah. Cause You're the project, homie. What are you trying It's basically like the project, but it's actually nicer. Like, it, it, everything's nice. They have good security. It's not like if you go to over there in Compton. Carmelitos. Oh, man. Carmelitos. That's why Jordan was so bad. Like, the high school we went to. It wasn't that bad, really. I really liked it. But everybody perceives it as super, super ghetto. Just because Carmelitos were up the street. You know, the, right. our projects, Long Beach Project. And everybody from Carmelitos went to Jordan. It wasn't that big a deal. I've already noticed that you guys, it's a like, really small area to cramp a bunch of people. Like You guys have multi, like, five-level apartments. And yeah. And behind that is a bunch of trailers. I'm like, damn, dude. Like, it's, yeah. it, it just, you know, stuff like that is the reason why, you know, people get crazy sometimes or gangs or build up. You know. Well, there's definitely a thing to the overpopulation, and then it causes more problems than it does if you're spread out, obviously. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. But, the, well, our area specifically, North Palm Beach, I think it's it's special. Long Beach in general is special, different from other cities. Everybody says this, but there, there's something to it because you don't. Almost every other coworker you talk to, you try it because at my and uh, mine's I, I tried it. Everybody said they were segregated. Mexicans hang out with Mexicans, blacks hang out with blacks, Samoans or Asians was you know, they all stayed segregated. Uh, specific Jordan wasn't like that specifically. North Long Beach, it's not like that where you could easily easily you're walking down the street or around the school and you see some long-haired metalhead hanging out with some, you know, black guy, you know, more like hip-hop looking, that kind of thing, you know? And it wasn't it wasn't a big deal. Like, you'd see that all the time. And then if you ever go to downtown Long Beach, like around Pine Square or something, take a look around. From my, I mean, I'm sure, I'm, there has to be a study somewhere, but from my own perspective, I've never seen any more mixed-race couples around that area than I have. Hmm. Like, next time you're downtown Long Beach, check, to check out the oh, yeah, oh, I always like, keep track of stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, this specifically... It, 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 it seems to be it, it seems to blend well I don't know what it is I have no idea what it is about you know our schools or our systems but they seem to bl- make races seem to blend better here than you know unlike you would like in prison like we were talking about where you'd be forced to be segregated seems to mesh well over here you know for whatever reason yeah because even though they, uh, every high school has their own rap like like for example right here long, at uh, Jordan you guys had more of like a like a, a black community, yeah, and then in Paramount you had more of a Hispanic community. Hispanic, for sure. We're not just necessarily Hispanic, but you had like a everybody knows like oh those that's where the vices are at. Yeah, all the vices. Mm. The source of vice on this is right here in, <laughs> in Paramount. Yeah, and then you know like in Bellflower, you know you get your Asian persuasions out there. Yeah, know? yeah. Well, Lakewood it was more white. Yeah, yeah. So Compton is obviously more black and Mexicans. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, you know that every all the schools around our area. But I'm telling you, like, for whatever reason, Jordan was really, really mixed. And, and it was just, it's not uncommon. And like I said, downtown Long Beach, you find mixed-race couples all the time. And, and anywhere more else than I've seen, more than you're seeing downtown L.A., for sure. Yeah. More, definitely more than you see in Orange County. You huh. know? You know that, yeah, that's I what I'm Orange County, the only mixed-race couples you really see is, like, somebody with an Asian or once in a while a Mexican, you know? Yeah. That kind of thing. You really, other than that, you Like, really it's almost fetishized. It's almost fetishized, yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Really interesting. But you know, um, it's all like uh, I think it's a good thing, obviously. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. That, uh, Step in the right direction. Even futuristic. You know what movie I was watching? Bullsworth. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Warby, yeah, yeah. And there's this part towards the end where he's giving a speech where he's speaking the truth as a politician, and uh, he's talking about like he drops the bomb where they don't even censor it, but he's like, you know what? The the solve to all problems really. Everybody should just keep fucking everybody till we're all one kind of mocha color. <laughs> yeah, he says something like that, and I was like, "Damn, yeah. that's hey, you know what? You ain't lying. That's that's an interesting, yeah, absolutely fucking lutely, man." Like, I saw this like uh like this like artist conception like mm-hmm. if like once like the world blends because like that's gonna happen eventually. South Park did an episode on it. 
Which one? South Park. Oh, did they? Of course they did. They're the fucking way ahead of their time. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, you know, they were talking about, like, an artist's conception of what, like, people will look like, you know, once, like, we get to that point where everybody kind of meshes together. This is a country for that, by the way. No other country, heart, not, I'm not going to say no other country, but this is really the, the, really the well, the tip of the spear as far mm. as doing it. No, most other countries aren't, they don't really, you know, you have a dominant race of whatever there is, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't really see. There's not that melting pot. Exactly. This is, you know, this is a country to do it. But what were you saying? No, it, it just showed like a picture of this lady. Like, uh, to me, she kind of looked like Rihanna, to be honest. Okay. Like light skin. Yeah. You know, like light colored eyes. You know, this very like almost like blonde hair. But like, it's like this very light chocolatey skin. And, uh, like, that, that's, like, what the, I guess, like, you know, like, what the proposed, you know, look will be like for the human race. Hmm. Like, if and when that does happen, you know, where, you know, everybody just kind of messes together. Well, it'll into, happen like, here one. before anywhere else in the world. I think I so, for sure. That. I mean, you got celebrities already being mixed. Like, look at Tyga. He's Vietnamese and black. Like, hmm. you know, you're just mixing up races that you never And he think. looks like Antifas. So that's, <laughs> that's something. Not like, like, and Kylie Jenner, she just goes back and forth. I don't know. She like, I had this picture of her without makeup, and she looked like Chris Christian brother. No, I'm sorry, she's like Martin Christian's brother. Oh. <laughs> so, hey, she's, she's a bomb. No, sometimes I'm telling you, some all makeup, homie. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, it is. You know, some of these girls are naturally beautiful, and there's more credit to that than to the yeah. ones that have to put a bunch of conquer makeup. Tommy mm-hmm. doesn't look like Martin. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> But that oh, was like shit. a before, before but she did like all the... the light bulb, I mean, not the light yeah, bulb, the, uh, the lip injections. Yeah. Well, like, she's done like a lot of work on herself where yeah. she does not... Yeah, there's something to that too. Like, oh, you have to do so much surgery to get yourself to look good. Like, I'm not hating on the Kardashians, um, but at the same time, fuck them. You know, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's literally me hating you, on the Kardashians. Did you hear about that uh, news guy that... Uh, yeah, he I, hell yeah, I heard about it in Florida. Yeah. Yeah, he's had enough about them. I don't even want to talk about it because that's what I mean, like... Giving fuel for fire because this is actually what I was talking about. I had an argument with my wife Jackie about it because she likes to watch that show sometimes. Uh, keeping up with the Kardashians, I'm like, "Why are you liking it? She's stupid." And she just says, "She she gets like, yeah, they're so stupid. I can't. Oh my god, it's just look what they're saying next. They're so stupid." But the, but the fact that you're lit, you're watching or listening, it yeah. gives them even more credibility to like. Yeah. Regardless of why you're watching them, just because you're watching, because they're as still long dumb, as you're watching, you're yeah. still watching, and that gives them more credit. Just ignore them. If you ignore it, it will go away completely. Right. If you, the more you ignore them, regardless of how, if you're watching because you like them or how stupid they are, they'll disappear because the ratings go down. You know. Yeah, like um, <clears throat> like any publicity is good publicity, even if it's bad. And this, sadly, yeah. in this world, that's true. You know, that's the way it is. Thanks TMZ to that. Yeah, I mean, you know, tabloids. It's a, I mean, we, TMZ is really just a TV version of what the National Enquirer is. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knows tabloids are fucking full of shit. You know, but they actually got it right making a show because most people, most people these days don't want to read. They just they want to rather see it. That, it's just even sadder, man. It's is it really even sadder in this generation's you know low attention span type of thing. You know, that it, it it makes me sad to that the print newspaper is going away. You know. It makes me sad that handwritten letters are going away. Right. But look at this way, you know, it helps the environment. What? No, yeah. I'm, yeah, <laughs> okay. Save the trees. No, I'm not saying that, um, and I'm not trying to be that guy where it's like, I'm number one, embracing the future, you know, because I feel this way. Actually, uh, first time I had this kind of like thought was with the David Grohl thing. David Grohl easily one of the most respected musicians of all time. Right, right. Not even going to lie. But he wrote this thing about how he's sad about how. Oh, yeah. Which is good. I mean, the statement he wrote is true, but it also made me sad. 
because it made me sad in a point where he's not looking at it. It's not conventional. Because he's saying, like, uh, kids nowadays aren't going to know what real music is. But he's, he's, he's looking at it as if, like, he knew what real music was. And he's not being... Um, it's not gonna. He's not being open-minded about it, because nowadays, because uh, most kids are growing up with like a DJ version of what pop music is, or a DJ version of what everything's getting electrical instead of the like actual hands. Yeah, on, like, but it really is just modernization. It's really all it is is a modernization of the to- of the times, and it's it and it's really some guy looking at it and not uh, acknowledging that point of view. It's kind of like an old timer not knowing, hey, you're being old, because you look. At, let's go back fifty years from that. Well, let's go like like, like what. You know, Beethoven or Mozart look at the Foo Fighters and say that's real music. No, but are we dare to say that that's not real? That the Beethoven, you know, hell no. But they're gonna look at like, oh my god, that's like a three four chord progression. Of course, that's not real music. Who's you know? They're gonna look at Foo Fighters songs and be like, that's not real music. What the fuck? This is you know, look at this crescendo. Look at this. Look at this crescendo. You know, that's real music. And and all these most of these guys can't even read and write music. David Grohl does. So I'm not saying that, but. But he's but he's saying like you know it's just really a uh, modern modern day version of what an old guy saying like that's not music when my day was music uh, you know that's generational I get you, it's I get generational you. you know and it re- and you gotta accept it hey it's modern times you know to, for these kids now they're gonna be they're gonna be creating their own version of what art is mm-hmm. you know whether whether they know how to it's sad to me that people don't know how to read music nowadays mm-hmm. but they're create to their tools for them they're going to be making what they think or what they feel or causes an emotional reaction out of them. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God. It, you know, if you, this guy's playing on the computer, that's his new tool and he's creating this new sound and it's like, oh, that's perfect. That's the sound I want. He hears what he has in his head. He makes it sound to what everybody else hears in their head. Like he just accomplished something artistic and it's beautiful. And for him to say that, it's just because it does, it's not caused with a, you know, the traditional, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's the same thing that, Mozart or Beethoven would, or Chopin would be saying about him, you know, a hundred years prior. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, hey, you got you got to give it up, man. You know, it's just modern it times. times. Yeah. Modern times is pe- it's uh, people evolving, hmm. and it's just a modern day adaptation of it. You know, yeah. it's kind of hard to put it in perspective like that for some reason. It is, you know, but yeah. he, he's right. He's right. Five years ago, he's right. Ten years ago, he's absolutely right. But it, but time has moved on, and it's grown past that, and we're no longer holding truths. Don't get me wrong. I'm still going to teach my kids how to read and write music. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to teach my kids guitar and, and piano, you know, because that's what I have available for me. I was, but it's the same as me saying, because I'm still going to teach my kids uh, cursive, even oh, though okay. that's no longer applicable in this today's world. Even though know, it'd be more, it'd be better for them to learn type uh, typing than cursive, right? Because it's it's the new it's more got to give it up. It's sad that they're you know for most kids it's sad that they're not you're not going to learn how to write cursive or read cursive. They're not going to, you know what I mean? It's sad that they're going to know what that art was. But, you know, it's modern times, and it's more applicable for them. It's better for them, our kids in the future, to learn how to type faster than it, excuse me, than it would be to slant their letters. Right. Plain right, and simple, right. you know? That, you just got to be open-minded about it and accept the future rather than fight it. Skynet hmm. will go live. <laughs> Skynet, Skynet will nice. go live. Nice. <laughs> Genesis. Yeah. Right? Absolutely, yeah. Hmm. How, I mean, how do you feel about it? Um... You mentioned something a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! What was it? You were talking about how oh, like um, Beethoven and all Mozart, these yeah. you know mm-hmm. composers from yeah. like way back when. Like like yeah. what you know I had I was thinking about how, like these particular people, I mean they were geniuses like like in no matter what time like you know these were geniuses like 
They were respected. Ahead of their times, out of times, timeless, whatever you want to call them. These yeah. guys were just um, like the same as artistic. You're not going to tell me that Michelangelo or Leonardo da Vinci is is not better than the modern just because he has more knowledge and a 400 years on him doesn't mean he has, he's better. Oh right, right. You know, same, like, these guys are these are the pinnacle of success. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. No, I, yeah, that's you know, I, I get that. Position wise, um, that's how I feel about Mozart and Beethoven. Yeah. But just because, you know, these were, you know, just very genius people. Mm-hmm. Like, they were really fucking smart, you know. Absolutely, like, yeah. Even, like, uh, like somebody that maybe had, like, that same, I guess, uh, uh, I don't know, level of cognitiveness, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they could still compare to that. Nope, they don't have the know? creativeness. Or, well, I, I don't think so. They like, don't I, have I wouldn't, yeah. like, I guess for me personally, I wouldn't know how to compare the two. Just because even back then they were just like, you know, on some complete other level. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. but I guess, you know, like you were saying, you know, like, oh, like nowadays, you know, I guess there's like a different standard. I don't know anybody nowadays that has that, that, that thing where it's special, where it's going to be timeless. I don't know anybody right now. I can't. Not to you. that degree. I can't tell. Uh, not the to last person to my, there's maybe two people and I can tell you and it's. Kurt Cobain and Jimi Hendrix, the last two people within our modern age that can even, mm-hmm. even come close to being timeless. You know, that's it. That's about it, yeah. And that's not personal know. preference. That's just me looking at it objectively. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, right, right. I get you, I get you. Um, but I think like, Mozart, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, he... Um, I think there were actually a couple of other composers that did the same thing, but like by the time they were like three or four, they were composing. Right. Like, they were like composing like little operettas mm-hmm. and things like that. And the thing about Mozart specifically, like, he would actually write everything in his head. Yes. Like, whenever he wrote anything down, he was just pretty much just copying it from uh-huh, memory. But he written. literally, like, wrote yeah. everything, every, like, little bit and piece, you know, yeah. from all of his, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, compositions, you know. Like, it was all, like, done in his head just like that. And still, like, I think he's, like, still, like, one of the highest IQs in all of history. Yeah. Close I, uh, to yeah. almost 200, I think. It, it, it's ridiculous. And, um... Well, the, the way for me, for he was basically like a modern day computer where he could just, uh, whatever he's the patterns, it's all about patterns, man. Right? I tell my kids this all the time like, learn to identify patterns as early as you can because it's going to make a difference later on. But most of them are the guys who like patterns just came easy to him. Right. Like, uh, I always think of Pi. Have you seen the movie Pi? Darren Aronofsky? I know oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you gotta watch it, man. But it's, but he, it's everything is basically a mathematical equation, right? And I think it's that bridge where you, if you can separate yourself between the scientist and the artist, where you can see everything logically, and then you see everything emotionally, and you bridge that gap. Now you got something special. Now you have a Mozart. You mm. know what I'm saying? Because either one or the two. Yeah, it's easy to. No, nah, I'm gonna say it's easy for most people. But let's say it's easy to be logistical about something. And if you see the patterns in everyday life, you see the numbers, and you know how what to do. Oh. It's easy to have the, you know, you have the answers of what you're supposed to do. Right. But you're missing the, logist- you're just in the artistic side where the emotion is gone from it. You're not getting everything you can from it feeling-wise. Right. And you're not seeing, you're not seeing a decision how it affects feeling-wise. And vice versa. No, like, I Let's say you. someone yeah, who's yeah. only an artist, someone who's only sees the emotion and everything, you're going overboard. You're not looking at the broader picture. Mm-hmm. And you do, there's different variables to consider, but you're only looking at the moment right away. Mm-hmm. You bridge the gap between the two, and you have yourself a Mozart. You have yourself a Jimi Hendrix. You have yourself uh, no, I wouldn't say Stephen Hawking, but or an Einstein. Oh. You have an Einstein. You have yourself hmm. an Einstein. Someone, someone who's a poet like like Einstein, and also a scientist. And you have that bridge gap, and you got something special right there. You know, it's like that Venn diagram. Yeah, exactly. Where you can be outside and inside worlds. the box, like best where of you both worlds, leave out the bullshit. 
and you and you take that and you create something with it. But that's what I'm talking about. You know, you need to be logistical. You need to be emotional. You create a science. You, you create the perfect balance between a scientist and an artist. Mm-hmm. And you just the fact that you acknowledge that, and you, it, maybe you're not that guy, but if you can acknowledge that, then you can see that in everything. Right. You identify the patterns and you identify the emotions. Right. Man, you're going to be good to go. You're going to be okay, buddy. Like, like uh, I know I mentioned it before. You know that one scene in the Mothman prophecies. Yes. About, about that, the you know, skyscraper. Right. Yes. I think like if you're able to, you know, just kind of like. Step that movie? Absolutely. Classic movie. Absolutely. 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 What was it? Well, before you said something, because it might be someone else, what, what was your favorite part in that movie? The favorite part? Yeah. Uh, the scene where he drove so many miles, not knowing that he went, he drove like oh, two yeah, states yeah. or something like that? Yeah. Right there, and then like, how like it was a crazy scene, like, I know this guy. Oh, yeah, what are you, he knocks on his door? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last three days, knocking on my door, blah, blah. Nah, I love that scene. Like, it, cause well, it freaks Patton. me out. It freaks me out, like. And it gives me those chills. Like, Do you think man. that shit like that is real? Like it could happen? It's possible, yes. I think it's... it's I want it to be Based on possible. a true story. Yeah, it's yeah. like you want it so much, you know. Uh, you're going to bring it up, though. No, it's just uh, like if you can kind of like... Uh, like not so much like the details. So like let's look at something like so up close. Where you're kind of nitpicking. It doesn't make sense because you're just like almost like looking at a fraction of the picture. Right. But but I think um, if you take, you know, like... Go... Uh, as far back as you possibly can to just get like the broader picture yeah. and then you know like if you can see uh, synchronicity if you can like just like you said yeah. if you can see the patterns like you will you will be able to see more than you thought you know possible and you apply that to everyday life and absolutely you're gonna, have, like, you're gonna have your dude it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna just embellish all the good shit and you're gonna see the bad shit where it's not gonna be mean such a big deal anymore mm-hmm. you know? honestly I think I mean who the fuck am I to tell someone how to live a life but I'm just saying, like, just try it. What I'm not telling you how to live your life, but I'm saying, just try it. Just try looking at it with an open point of view where you can see both points, you know, everybody's point of view, you know? Dude, you're, I think it'll be for the better. I think you'll live your life a little bit less arrogant. You'll live your life a little bit less uh, judgmental, and you'll be accepting of most things. I had a buddy of mine. No, never mind. Let me rephrase that. I had a coworker of mine, not a buddy. I was with him. <laughs> was too close. Yeah, yeah, I was working in Texas, and he was actually a roommate of mine. I was, you know, because I travel a lot for work, so you're always usually staying with like someone else, a roommate, and and he knew a lot of shit. Where were just they just happened to stick us together. It was funny because on my way from the like like a boss picked me up and like, hey, you know, we stuck you with this weird guy. <laughs> He's telling me that story, and like, hey, my bad, man, but you're the last one, and you know, you guys just lined up together. My bad. It's like, ah, no, it's no biggie, man. You know, I know how to deal with weird people. It's not a big deal. Like, yeah. You got, I get he would ostracize himself. He would, you know, this one of these guys that would just fucking like didn't want anything to do with anybody else, that kind of thing, right? Hmm. <laughs> and uh, and he was just like really weird loner kind of guy. And that's this is how the boss described me. I'm like, oh, okay, I know exactly what what kind of guy he is, right? In my head, that's something. I'm like, oh, it's cool. It's no biggie. I don't really, I just really spend much time in the hotel room to sleep. Other than that, I'm either we're either working or I'm working out or I'm you know doing something else, whatever. Right. And then, um, so I get to the room, and I, he has uh, one of these, uh, this is one of these weird white guys that has, like, you can tell he has his nose up in the air, where it's like, uh, very, super judgmental, super arrogant, super fucking, like, just right away, like, oh, this guy thinks he's better than everybody else. Type okay. Of okay. And, um, you know, I'm trying to make small talk, because, you know, you know, we're in the same room together for a few weeks. 
and he brings up something like, um, um, are you from, you know, uh, it's just this thing, you know, he, he throws it on a shalap, like, I'm more into, like, chakras, and, you know, like, oh. like, and I'm like, oh, okay, so I bring up, like, oh, okay, you mean, like, you know, healing power, you whatever, I, I throw something, references, and then he, like, perks up, and he's like, oh, you mean, yeah, he's just, his he's ears, awesome. yeah, he's awesome. like, oh, oh, so you're familiar with it. And like, because um, he's talking about like chanting and some meditation thing, mm-hmm. and I had just listened to a podcast about that. I like know, ring AQ. How you can reach actually a form of hallucinogen from actually chanting back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, you're talking about this, and then he's like, yeah, how'd you do it? Like instantly, not all of a sudden he's like, what's? Oh, let's talk. Not all of a sudden oh, he's open he up. Starts blushing. He's like, oh man. Yeah, yeah, no, he's <laughs> like, so we start talking about it, and like. And like, oh yeah, well I heard this, and I'm just telling shit I heard from the podcast, and you know, like, oh yeah, well it's you know, you you, you know, open mind shit, right? And Eastern philosophy shit, you know, in Hindi third shit. eye and whatnot. Third eye, exactly. The perineal gland and right. all that, you know, natural <laughs> metro, <laughs> DMT, natural <laughs> metro, whatever. And he's like, oh yeah, 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 that's right. So completely different person now. He's opened up. The walls are coming down. That whole thing. And so we kind of get along, and then the next thing you know, like he's. We're at work the next day, and you know we're we'll do completely shunned off from everybody else, and nobody wants to give them the time of day. And I'm kind of talking with the guys, and they're really more regular worker guys, and we're talking about dick and shit and average jokes, average jokes, and we're talking about fucking and shitting and you know shit like that, yeah. you know, dick and fart jokes type of shit. And he's just trying to, he still has that attitude. And I talked to him that night, like, hey man, why don't you? Uh, you know, join a lot of conversations like, oh, no, those guys are beneath me. You know, <laughs> I have I have nothing of value to learn from them. And I'm like, dude, look, man, like, look, I understand you're on a different level. Right. You're living that Freemason life right there. Dude, look, <laughs> I tell him like, this is exactly. Yeah, I see that, you know, that like, you're into some Illuminati shit. No, I tell him you're like, dude, you're on a different level. And I get that, man. Trust me, dude. I know all about that life. But at the same time, you can't you can't just reject. No, isolate yourself from all that. If if you do that, just because you think you're smarter than everybody else, or you think you're better than everybody else, you're gonna miss out the values that they. You're bring. limiting. Um, you're limiting just because you th- yeah, exactly, because he's, he's saying that they don't have anything of value. You're, but these guys are people with families. These guys that we're working with are people with have responsibilities you wouldn't even dare because he's he's one of these guys that has, doesn't have kids, doesn't have what. I mean, there's just. Like you're, li- he's limiting himself to the things that they have to offer, just because he thinks he's smarter than them, and right. because he thinks they have nothing to offer. And it's that kind of world where, like, dude, give them a chance, and maybe you can you can take a little about what they have, and trust me, it's more than you think. But because already you're 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 ostracizing some of them, you want to be you want to pretend that you're better than them, and that they have nothing of value. You're you're gonna li- you're gonna take away like fifty percent of what they have to offer. And it's and it's fucked up because like dude you you trust me you have a lot more to learn in this world I have right. a lot more to learn learn in this world and if I were to talk to that way to or think that way about everybody then I'd be I'd be an asshole and that's what you are and that's why and you and that's what I told them like you think you're ostracizing for them no they don't want to hang out with you buddy you're the <laughs> fucking weirdo you, and you're you're an asshole and they don't want to hang out with you try to be friendly have a beer shut the fuck up and <laughs> listen to them man have it you know give them a chance you know. And, yeah. it, and it's that kind of this guy kind of world where people just don't give a chance to people who they think they're better than in quotation marks, you know. Right. right. Advice I give I would give that guy is that no matter what if they're not worth your time, whatever. No matter what time is being spent, so you either listen or you don't listen. That time mm. is gone, and you know we all have limited time. We all have limited time in this world. Yeah. Absolutely. So yep, sure. him being like that, and he's like, oh, you know, I don't want to listen. Yeah. Uh, you know. 
if you're at work, you know, you're going to be there for eight hours or whatever, 12 hours you guys work, man. Yeah, so just, you know, open up an ear or two, you know, listen to what they got to say. I mean, yeah, man. You guys going to be around. Talk to Watch American History X. You never want to live your life wherever you go, whether it's work, whether it's friends, whether it's a bar, whether it's a convention, whatever you want. You never want to be where, like, I already know more than the other person. You know, because if your class is always full, you're never going to have to fill it up with anything. Right. You're never right. going to get any new info, you know? Open up yourself. Let someone fill you in with something else. But that's just like a very, like I guess, a very, like, immature, egotistical attitude. He was you young. Know? He was a young kid, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and it was, but I get it, you know, just because, you know, it's like the younger you are, you think you know fucking everything about everything, you it's know? so true. But it's not until, like, you get older. It's like, at least for me personally, I'm like, damn, I don't know shit about anything or anyone. See, I wouldn't say that. Like, we do know stuff. But I, I, I'm but exaggerating, but yeah. it's just that mentality where it's like you think you have, like, you know, like, you think you got kind of, like, some kind of a handle like, on everything, right? You yeah. know, but it's like shit happens. Like what the fuck? Like it kind of catches you off guard. At least catches me off guard. Yeah, I'm like, damn. You know, I was so sure about this, but it's like never think you know more than you actually know. You know. You, it, look, look at us, man. Like I'm sure five years ago from look, however you you want to go back five years from where we're at now, we go back and we want to slap each other. You know what I'm saying? Like ourselves, our, right, our, right, right, our right, past yeah. version of ourselves. You're like, dude, you shut the fuck up. Trust me, there's shit to come. You know, you want right. to we we all want to have that. And each time we always feel like we know more than we right. do. Hey, you think. You know, <laughs> you have no, no idea. idea. <laughs> you got diarrhea. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, that means so let me ask you something. Yeah. Uh, about you being in the military and all, like when you oh, yeah. joined up and like thinking that you know everything right now. At the time, were you how old were you? Nineteen. You nineteen. You're nineteen. And you know, you feel like you feel like you got everything figured out. Like yeah, you're like well, you for the most part, you think you got some of the basics figured out. But knowing yes. that you left and you're on your own and you travel the world here and there mm-hmm. that it just opened up your brain and be like man there's so much to, to life has to offer or like yeah culture wise or just things yes to and see. no yeah things yes and see. no yeah uh the um i had done like a year of college and before i real not it wasn't like oh really this wasn't for me it wasn't that at all like i did a year of college and i was majoring in philosophy so i took most philosophy classes and i always had this kind of thing where I read a lot, and I wanted, I had a different point of view for most, you know, yeah. just, just uh, you know, expand, open the open mind type bullshit, but, um, honestly, like, I remember, I remember when I joined, or when I signed up to join, it was from coming home, I had, I've had two jobs and an internship program, uh, since I was in high school, so it was always like, I'm busy, 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 yeah. you know, it was, uh, I worked at Spencer's, and I worked at McDonald's. And I was going to high school at the same time, and then I was also with this art internship, you know, part mm. of this, uh, uh, well, we did the mural for Howland Park, right by Jordan. Oh, like, yeah, I yeah. did that, yeah. Well, it, it was always, so I was always, you know, the work ethic was always there. But I remember coming home from a long shift where I had a rough day at work, you know, McDonald's, fast food, you know, yeah, Domino's, yeah, yeah. fast you know, where you just deal with too many asshole Some customers, bitches, yeah. and you're like, do I really want to be doing this with the rest of my life? Earlier that day, uh, Jackie had found out she was pregnant. You know, my wife then, she was pregnant with Gwen, and it was like, man, am I going to be that fucking guy? Because I was working with guys who were managers, in quotations, and I was a manager too, but these guys were in their tw- late 20s, early 30s, being managers, in quotations, and it's like, I don't, and they had kids, and I, I do not want to be that guy. And the Marine Corps, like, recruiting center was right by the Lakewood Mall, right by that mall, you know, so... I remember, like, you know, and, 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 you know, you couldn't really find parking close. You yeah, know, so, yeah. And I remember I parked right by the station, and I just, I had no shit. I remember my shift was done, and I went straight to the station. Like, And I remember thinking, I always thought in my head, like, if I'm going to join the military, I'm going to join the Marines. I don't want to join the Army or the Navy or the Air Force. For me, it's got to be Marine just because 
Go big or go home or something? Kind of go big or go home. It was that kind of thing, you oh, know. Yeah. Propaganda from whatever movies and shit you want to hear. It was always that thing. The Punisher was a Marines. I got to be a Marine. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, it's Can't just, settle for less. I get you. It was that kind of thing. And then, the shit, you know. So I went, and it was straight up like out of a fucking comic book. Like, I joined... Go to boot camp. I go to uh, my MOS straight from MOS. Go to <laughs> go to Iraq. It was really one of those bam, bam, bam. Like holy shit. Like no shit. Like from the moment I left to boot camp, I was home like maybe two or three times. I don't know if you guys remember, but yeah, remember. and then like like two years later, I was home finally where I can settle in from from Iraq. You know, and it was one of those things where it was just like everything hit me, and I come home and not on not only am I. I'm a veteran all of a sudden, <laughs> whatever the fuck that means, you know. Yeah. But I, I'm married, you know, because I got married during one of the times I was home. Uh, I have a kid. I have a, a fucking one-year-old that I'm responsible for. I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just hit me. Everything hit me out of nowhere. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. I, dude, no, no shit. I was having a panic attack like every other like day. Like, oh my god, like what am I gonna do? You know, that <laughs> kind of thing. Um, anyways, but it, but everything hit me right away, and it was. I thought I knew what was going on, you know. Keep in mind, I have a year, in quotation marks, I have a year under philosophy, you know. Uh, that's what I'm studying, majoring in, under my belt before I join, you know, before I realized, like, oh, no, you have to get a real job, homie, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to be an author, <laughs> you know. That's what I really right, want right. to do. I want to be an author or a film critic. I was like, no, you're not going to be that. you you got to go out and you got to get a real fucking job, homie, you know, that kind of thing. And then, like, um... It, w- it was just so weird. Uh, I joined and like, oh shit, I don't know shit. It, but but I was thinking I don't know shit, but everybody around me like, knew even less than I did. Because it was like where, when I was with my homies and I, we were talking about like shit where like, we are now. You know, we were talking about like, oh, what if the universe is this or that? What if our dreams are reality and reality isn't dream? And, like shit, like just random shit that you're always talking about. Like what if... Um, what if we don't really exist, or if, what if you don't exist? That means I don't exist. That kind of thing. Matrix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matrix yes. shit, or Truman Show, or whatever <laughs> you want. Alice in Wonderland. Let's go back to the Lewis S. Carroll. You know, mm-hmm. um, what if that shit doesn't isn't really real? What's real? And I'm talking to the homies, and it's it's just like nothing has this ever been talked to you guys before. Like they're looking at me like I'm like I have the answers. Like no, I have the questions. <laughs> you know, I don't have the answers. I have the questions. But it was just never brought up to right. Me. They weren't exposed to that, so they exactly, yeah. exactly. So it was really more of that, that kind of thing. And and I'm excited, man. Like I'm, you know, I'm in Oklahoma. You know, first time in my life where I've ever been out of, aside from Mexico. You know, you know, I've ever been out of Southern California. And I'm exposed to other people, and I'm digging it, man. And they're digging me, and we're all having a good time. Like, because you're all making friends with each other, and you're kind of you're in it. I kind of felt a responsibility because you're ex- you're exposing them to what it is. Yeah. But they start asking questions that you don't know the answer to, and you're trying to fake. I'm I mean, I'm I'm trying to fake it. Like I do have the answers. So I'm like, uh, oh, I gotta take a shit, and I go and look it up <laughs> on like, Yahoo News. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, what did you mean by that? I'm like, oh, okay, this is the mean. And then I come back, like, yeah, <laughs> dude, I still do that to this day <laughs> with my kids. because I have these conversations with my with Tommy or Gwen. And they ask me something, I'm like, huh? Like, I go take a piss. Hey. And I go Google something, like, what are they reading? Tommy's a smart guy, dude. Oh, Tommy, both of them. When's smarter he's not than Tom? Dumb, dude, he's not, like, I. Tommy is. Dude, Tommy's my boy. He's. he's what, what were you talking to him or whatever? No, I was, I was like, hey, uh, I think I was talking about girls. Uh, yeah. At the time we were watching a fight, I was, just, I was just making small talk with Tommy, like, hey, man. And then we brought you up, like, 
And then, and then he says something about like, oh yeah, like, you, you confirm that he's a pimp. I was messing with him. I'm like, I heard he got a lot of girlfriends, man. Yeah. He's like, no. And then I'm like, I'm like, nah, your dad told me like, my dad likes to joke a lot, but no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, this is a little kid, and he's not. You can't mess with him, dude. He's, like, he's yeah, on yeah. another level, definitely. He's calling you out on this he's, shit. He's yeah. smart. He's smart, man. Nah, he he he's one of those guys like he doesn't even get enough credit because Gwen is really really smart. Yeah. Gwen is super smart. Yeah, Gwen seems like it too. No, no, dude, Gwen is, like, one of those, like, on our level. She would be here having this conversation with us and not miss a beat. You know you know what I think it is? Because, like, like, like Bex doesn't have kids, Samantha doesn't have kids, mm-hmm. and, like, like, Patty does, but they, they're far away. Yeah. So, like, she grew up with adults, so she kind of... Yeah, knew. that's a great Interesting. point. Yeah. That's Interesting. a good point. I didn't even think of that, yeah. She grew up with adults, so she kind of knew to step up her game. Like, you know what? I it wasn't even a, a point where she has to step up. Like, she's always been at that level. Yeah. Right, you're right. That's a good point, man. I didn't even think it of that. That is good. You're wow. right, but like that's the thing about Gwen. Gwen gets a lot of credit because she is up there really high. But that means that Tommy doesn't get enough credit because Tommy's really a lot smarter. Tommy's more because he looks it. He looks like the Chris Farley type that really just like <laughs> ah, just he's really aggressive, boisterous. He, he's really aggressive. He's a boy's boy, and he loves horror movies. He loves like act, you know, yeah. just you know, he's that kind <laughs> of guy. And Gwen's always been more of an indie flick guy, you know, indie flick girl, like where she loves that, like oh, you know, she, you know, more weird, cool shit. But Tommy's super smart, man, and 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 it's cool to see that when I see him interact with other kids, because I see him interact with other kids all the time. Where I can see where he's like, oh, well, he'll bring something up, and then like the kids won't know what he's talking about, <laughs> and then he'll dumb it down, and then he'll instantly like, oh, damn it, he knows how to switch. And that's, damn, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty good. That's, that's, that's pretty that's fucking awesome, man. Like, I remember no shit, like, the best advice I ever got from my dad. And till this day. That's good that you can switch. Because then if you, if you couldn't switch, you'll end up being that guy that you work with. Yeah, yeah there you go. Thank yeah. you. Thank you yeah, so much. good shit. You're absolutely good right, shit. Brandon. Yeah. That's and that's what, I, that's what I, the first thing I learned from, not the first thing, but one of the, the things that stood out from my dad when I learned, I, I don't know why he told me this, but I remember we were having one of those talks. I was probably in trouble, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, he was just like, you know, you you really, you gotta learn how to talk to white people. And I'm like, what? What do you mean by that? And I remember thinking later, like, oh shit, he's right. Like, learn how to talk to white people. And it's that, and that's that switch where you turn it on and you turn it off, where you can be hood and you can be white. You know what I mean? Like, where you, where you, <laughs> you know how to adapt to like different situations, exactly. different people. Exactly. That's really what. Oh, well, he probably was specifically talking to white people. So right, right. No, I get you. I get but, you. But but it is in broad spectrum. You know the way we think about it. Yeah, every different race or every different person, like you know what they're into, you find something that's in common with them and right. you exploit that. And that, or and it sounds bad to say exploit or manipulate, but it's all about influence and it's all about you know you adapt to the atmosphere basically. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's good. Yeah, but that's funny. You know, I was and I saw that in Tommy. I was like, man, as long as he knows that, that he's gonna be all right in this world. You know, and he, he, he you know, like I said, he's a, he's a smart, he's smarter than most people give him credit for. Because he is really more slapsticky comedy, and Gwen is more <laughs> Tina Fey and polar comedy. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. she says some smart ass shit where it's really funny, but like, <laughs> nah, you know, that's that's a, you're being a smart ass. And Tommy's more like Chris Farley or right. Adam Sandler type funny, you know. Yeah. That, that's good though. That that that's that's funny that you brought that up. That, that's really cool. Well, that was a good example. Good example. What was that earlier? He said, "Damn." Oh man, I forgot. That was good though. We got too deep in the side subject. No, because that's good. That's good stuff. I like that. Um, I like that a lot. It's a good Tommy. Tommy's a good guy. No, like, I remember this one time, um, it was at your pad. Mm-hmm. And I forgot what we were talking about. Uh, I think uh, I think we were talking about um, Life's Too Short. Yeah. We talked about Warwick Davis. And he already knew, like, uh, Leprechaun. <laughs> yeah. Then, like, 
like no kidding he went on youtube and he's showing me like all these like leprechaun like all these like horror movie things oh yeah and i was just tripping out how, like how do you know about all this <laughs> like i didn't even know about yeah, this he's like, like five. I, he's, five, he's schooling yeah, me yeah. he's he's Honestly, like kids these days like it's it's different and like the internet is their number one source that's true oh, that's that, true that's, exposure yeah because like i look at my sisters like for example when we were young like i didn't get it for you you guys didn't know what cell phones were at the time like i got a cell phone when i was 14 and, you know even then like you know that's what yeah. te- text cost a fucking arm and a leg you know you send a text <laughs> you know you got a fat ass bill so mm-hmm. you weren't really doing that or even like data yeah and now pro- like it's, yeah. Un- it's unlimited whatever so kids take i had advantage. a job before i had a phone yeah yeah you're right like, yeah they take advantage of it all like the reason why I know this is because I have a hard time at home and I'm trying to play video games or whatever or whatnot or stream. And, you know, I got, like, all my sisters streaming videos. And at the same time. And you know what it is? YouTube. YouTube yeah, of course. YouTube, of course. YouTube is their third parent. <laughs> I, I shit you not. It's their third parent. Like, my okay. sisters are always learning everything on YouTube. Yeah. Anything has to do with movie, anything retro. It's not a bad thing. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It just, you know. Like my just sister, make sure they stay out of... Uh, Plenty of fish. Yeah, I just I wish it was something. Plenty of fish in the sea. Everybody had that in Oakland. Plenty of fish in the sea. Yeah, uh, it's like that app. You, you it's know a, the app, It's right? like a grinder or a Tinder. It's like that. It's a dating app. It's just another dating app. But but, but yeah. But ninety five ninety percent of the military dudes have that just because we travel so much. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> My buddy of mine had that. And, yeah. And and no shit, he was like getting every other week, and he had a different girl picking him up from the base. I'm like, nice. What are you doing, dude? But he's, he, he lives in Hawaii now, and he's one of these guys that looks like a white Vin Diesel. And, oh, what? But not in a good way. Oh, man. <laughs> like, one, Sounds but, gay already. <laughs> no, no, no. He's cool, because the only reason I say he's cool because he had that dark comedy sense of humor the way, like, I had. So he would he was the hey, only... Mate, you've had some pretty dark... Well, out of exactly what I'm saying. That Paul Walker went, oh, my God. The, every, every joke I would make... <laughs> out of every joke I would say or make, because, you know, keep in mind, you know, I'm trying to do stand-up comedy uh he'd be the only guy laughing but as long as you got one guy laughing yeah it's then all you know. good as long as you got one guy who knows what you're talking about everybody else is as long as you make that low. connection exactly absolutely yeah. definitely point him out a he knows you know yeah, this guy knows what i'm talking about that's actually a running theme in like my bits whenever i'm in the audience no i'm not in the audience but whenever i'm in the stage and i point to someone in the audience like this girl knows what I'm talking about. This guy, I have a lot of jokes where it's like a, abortion humor or whatever, and I'll go to I point to a shit. Oh, this just happened, some okay, this happened some, to one of Jackie's. Like had three, you know. You no, this dead. happened. To, to, this happened to one of Jackie's coworkers. So funny, but fucked up at the same time. The shoe fits. No, well, kind of. Yes, absolutely. Where I was, I was saying just re- regular one of my bits, you know, about the uh, like. Uh, I won't say the whole joke, but it was like. Um, uh, miscarriages being God's free abortions, like oh, you know that kind like, of he's doing you a favor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like that. And then, but the, at the end of it, I'm like oh, Are this girl knows what I'm talking about. And I point to the girl, and she's, and then like I find out later, <laughs> I didn't know this, but she just recently had an abortion like earlier that week. What? <laughs> oh man! Oh, like, oh shit! Oh, I felt so bad. I felt so stupid. Like oh my god, I want to point it to a different girl, dude. But I randomly... Like, it was just a goof. Dude, like, cause that's my thing. And she doesn't know this. Obviously, no one's coming to my fucking shows or no yeah. my act. But I point to her, like, oh, this girl knows what I'm talking about. And she just, I remember nobody laughing. <laughs> and I was like, really? That hits. Usually, yeah. like, whatever. That's cool. Like, what's wrong with you guys? Come on. But she was just, like, uh, she had to put her, fr- her head down and kind of, like, grin, like, trying not to make it obvious. And then Jackie told me later, like, oh, yeah, she 
abortion order that week. And I'm like, oh, so, like I'm a, such an asshole. I'm so yeah, sorry. Dude. So you could either apologize or take it further. Well, like, no, no, because I, I didn't find this till we got home later. Oh, then. I see. I so see, I see. the whole night, I'm still making more jokes. Like, ah, oh, shit, I'm going to I'm still calling her out or fucking like, oh, you know, what she probably thought was like a morality pinnacle crossroads thing. Right, right. Oh, I'm such an asshole. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry if you ever listen to this. I'm so I'm not going to say your name. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm she kidding. <laughs> yeah. You know who you are. No, I'm kidding. Many of them do, actually. No, but, um, yeah, dude, I, I've, I've heard shit like that, like, where you really don't know, but, like, people actually have that kind of experience and things. Like, I watch that comedy, you know, I, I look on Netflix, and people actually do take things personal. Like, you, you actually hear some of the people that are standing there, like, as, that are watching the show, they mm-hmm. actually, like, um, talk back. Like for example, oh, um, you mean uh, um, like hecklers? Is that what you're talking? No, nah, well, well, yeah, but like I'm saying, like for example, um, who, who was I'm talking about? Philip Esparza. One time he yeah, did his, he, he did his yeah. jokes, and then he's always at the Ice House, by the way, in Pasadena. Oh, really? He's always at the Ice House. Yeah. Yeah, man, I love that guy. He's, awesome. really he's, he's really good. I think he was with me one time. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I, I feel like he's one of the greatest. Like, I, honestly, I feel like he had greatest. No, slow down, buddy. <laughs> no, like, when it, when it comes to Latino stuff, like, like no, just no. Like, come on, everybody feels like, oh, what, what's his name? Uh, George Lopez is like the greatest Mexican. Like, Look, here, here's the way I feel about that. Like, coming from like my point of view, like I don't like gimmick comedy, and you have a lot of people who are always like, Mexicans do this, black people do this. Yeah. Mexican this, white people do this. I get you, yeah. And you have a lot of black comics who are like, black people do this, white people do this. Well, that's, what, that's what makes Kevin Hart so fucking famous. Nope, because Kevin Hart's not that kind of comic. Right. Kevin Hart is one of the few that he doesn't. He transcends that race thing very Because it's not specific to one thing. Like uh, It's like the, the delivery. They do it exactly. in a way where anybody could relate exactly. to it. Exactly. Kevin Hart's not that kind of guy. Who, Louis C.K., Mexican comic, not a Mexican comic, though. Get it? Because he does things that doesn't pertain to just specifically race. George Lopez does. Felipe Esparza does. Carlos Mencia does. And, uh, you know, you can... The other lower comics who do that kind of shit, if they don't. Uh, there's yeah, a hundred but black comics. more of a dry humor type of thing. But, but, I'm, but he's not given to that gimmick where he's limiting himself to race. hundred black comics do that where they limit themselves. hundred Asian comics, Indian comics, Middle Eastern comics, they all limit themselves to that race humor where they're going to be specific. And that's cool for the first ten minutes. But after ten minutes, you got something else. You got something where everybody can relate. Because to. you lose your, you lose your that's audience. The way I feel yeah, about that's it. true. Because you know, all my jokes, I maybe got one or two that are race related. Because I never want, I don't want to be that guy where yeah. I don't. I mean, keep in mind though, I got my own gimmick where it's like, oh, this. Keep in mind, what the fuck is this guy gonna say? You know, my race comic. You know, my my version of racy comic. You know. All my jokes are, are super offensive, and which is fucked up because not they're not all super offensive, <laughs> but everybody thinks that of me, and right. it's kind of fucked up. You know, you're already giving this judgmental where I'm ready to call you out and like this girl knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> well, no. I see that as you're trying to like set up. People are gonna portray it differently. Like they're gonna take it personal, but you, yeah, just just trying to state the obvious. Yeah, that's yeah. what you're trying to do, and I and I understand addressing that, you know. the elephant in the room. Yeah, exactly. Because people don't want to hear anything. They don't. You know, Nobody like, wants to address the elephant in the room. Nobody yeah. does. You know, and I'm the first one. Like, oh, there's an elephant in the room. Let's call. It, you know what? Dumbo is my favorite movie. So let's let's call that let's out. You know, that's yeah. how I do. But that's how we have to about. Don't get me wrong. Felipe Esparza has awesome joke, and I love I love those kids. I love George Lopez. I still I just posted something recently on on one of his jokes on Facebook. You know, I just I still love that comedy. But if that's all you got, then that's why Carlos Mencia went away, 
and I don't want to hear that anymore. You know what I mean? You got to have more than that. That's going to be a great setup for like the the whole show, but you got to have more. Like, than that. Yeah, like okay, what else you guys like? Exactly. We got past the uh, appetizer. Exactly. Like, what's the main course? That's, that's how I feel about that. Yeah. You no, know, that's probably why I see a lot of like comedians. I just you know they they just like in, yeah, I don't they, know they where, die they just, out. They just yeah. Die, yeah, die out. Like. Yeah. Uh, like for example, Chris Tucker. Like, what happened to him? You know, like shit like that. I mean, some people have their own little personal issues. Yeah. Things that go on in life. Like you know, you know what's his name? Dave Chappelle. You know, he had this little thing going on with the government or Illuminati, whatnot. Yeah. But you know. Illuminati. What? I don't know, dude. There's a lot of like controversial things. You know. Like, oh, have you ever Jay-Z. seen that? Like, have you ever seen that interview he had with, uh, with uh, Oprah? Oprah. Like, yep. I saw like, it. Yeah. It's like, come on, Dave. No, come he's on. actually always <laughs> he's always at the comedy store. Like every Tuesday or Wednesday, you'll find him over there. It, that's not what happened with Dave Chappelle. With Dave Chappelle, what happened with him, uh, and he wasn't doing that. Like, his race comedy really, really hit in a good way. Like, he was something special. He was really, really... Like, like when people know how to deliver that, but not in the way that everybody else nope, does. Nope, exactly. He was he was like a, a born-again Richard Pryor. Uh, that's the way I felt huh. about him. I, I got yeah. Interesting. Very, very, very Harlem smart. Hearts. Oh, he, huh. yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Eddie so, Murphy? Eddie yeah, Murphy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I thought Dave Chappelle was the coming again. But he, but he saw himself getting commercialized, and he walked away from it before it become parody. He became a parody of himself, which is respectable because he walked away from a lot of money. How much was it, like fifty million? Fifty 30? something million. Yeah. Fifty something million dollars. Fifty plus million dollars. He walked away from because so he wouldn't become a parody of himself. Okay. So to keep his artistic integrity, right? You gotta have respect for that. And he's coming back, like I said, he's coming back now, and he's always, at, he's working, he, I think he lives out like, Oklahoma or something like that. Well, oh, would, does he? Yeah, but he's always working out of the, um, L.A. or New York scene, and it's, and the comedy he's doing now is more, like, um, a preacher-orientated, hmm. the way Carlin used to do, or Bill Hicks used to do, that, oh, okay. that's more what, what he's doing now, and, you know, like, some of it is teary, laughing, you know, like, maybe ten minutes of, or like, an hour, but it's not, like, what you're expecting. But what he said, really, what he said, he got tired of him, is that that people keep kept coming up to him. Well, he's this is his words. He said he got tired of co- rich college white kids coming up to him and saying, "I'm rich, I'm Rick James, bitch," or um, um, "These niggas owe me money," or or they fuck. Uh, what was it? The the couch. Uh, fuck, oh, your fuck your couch. couch nigga. Yeah, yeah. He kept. He got tired of thinking that, of of white people or white ki- rich. Privileged, overprivileged white kids thinking that was okay to say to him in the street mm-hmm. because he knows if they're saying that to him, they're saying that to regular black people. This is his words, right? And there's something respectable for him to walk away from that much money and you know to keep his art- artistic. All right, because it wasn't even about the money; it was exactly, exactly. you know his integrity. Yeah, keeping that intact. Exactly, and he can't. And now he's like I said, he's coming back and he's doing more like a, a preacher format, storytelling format. More of his jokes are that kind of thing. And he's doing, you know, you, you know that kind of thing. And for me, and personally, I, I'm anything he does, I'm in it, whatever. Right. Because I know he's got a plan. You know what I'm saying? That's the way I feel. Give me the setup that's an hour long for that one punchline, and I'm with it. And I'm following you to the, you know, to, because you, know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. Did you ever watch his block party? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like he was he was being really being in touch with the people, like that I, right I there. It gave me more respect for him. Even I mean, I have a, a lot of respect for him, but watching that, like, and I've seen that recently, it just opened my mind up with him more. Like, damn, dude, like, I see that why you do your things the way you do it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you just got. There's definitely a lot of people that go through phases. Just gotta give them their chance, you know. Especially with comedians, like they're going through certain phases. They're trying to work it out. They're working out their material slash. They're working out their life, 
and just give him, you know, just hold hold with him, and it'll pay off in the end. That's the way I feel about it. Hmm. Mark Maron was one of those guys who I feel that I, I, you know, I've loved his podcast for a long time, and when his show came out, I was like, oh my god, this is what he's been trying to get across to the whole nation forever, because a lot of people don't like him because they they crap him off as the angry Jew guy, you know, that kind of thing in quotation marks. And then uh, I gotta say that because you can't see me doing that, and I'm gonna sound racist. <laughs> bunny ears, bunny ears, <laughs> bunny ears. It's like go with the bunny ears. Go with the, yeah. what is that? Uh, uh, John Story. <laughs> go with the bunny ears. Go with the bunny ears. <laughs> uh, Big Daddy. When he's the real oh, gotcha, guy. gotcha. Loop, shoop, and pull. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, Mark Maron's one of those guys, but you, you know, like I said, you 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 pull through, and now his show is fucking. He had Obama on. You know what I'm saying? How how, how how better can you get than that? You just gotta hold on, and that's the podcast, and that's the MGR podcast. Whoever our future president, we're gonna have Donald Trump in here for like three years from now, right? No, I'm oh, kidding. Man. Can you imagine? <laughs> hey, what's going on with that guy, man? I've seen a lot of like like media feed about him, and you know, I'm not even keeping in touch with the news or stuff like that. I mean, do I'm you, always. Do you, I'm sorry, I gotta uh, pause real quick. Uh, we're at an hour twelve. Do you want to go for a third hour? I'm, I'm good. I'm. Can we? It's up to you so guys. I don't see why not. All right, let's let's go for a third hour because uh, I feel like we're barely getting into like the conversations. You yeah, know, we got some hot yeah, topics today. That way, man. <laughs> it feels like, well, we got a good guest. We got a good guest on. We got a young buck here that's uh, speaking the truth, ex- man. You know, you know what I'm saying. All right, so do we have an outro yet for that or no? Uh, for that one, uh, nah, not yet. Um, all this stuff, shit. <laughs> okay, so I'm sorry for the dead air. All right, hold on. Let me let me play. Let me play a song oh, for just, uh, so we get out there. There we go. What? This is, I guess <laughs> Deja Bell. I, I guess. Drip drip drip. Pee on me. Vita Guerra. That's the only thing I remember from this video. All right, guys. This is the end of episode um, twenty, and we'll come back with episode twenty-one uh, after we take this brief break. Brief uh, break, and uh, Brandon goes to take his shit. Okay, guys. Alright, it's cool.